This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. We are tackling the world of speakeasies today, particularly one in Charlottesville, Virginia. It's a hidden gem called the Alley Light. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Marissa. So quick question. When you think of a speakeasy, what comes to mind? Um, Drinking liquor out of a teacup, (laughs) Um, being somewhere dim, uh, saying passwords. (laughs) Mm. No, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What about you? What? What comes to mind? Yeah, alcohol, craft cocktails, dimly lit, maybe leather seats, maybe some velvet thrown in. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, some sort of <laughs> password entry or uh, I don't know. Yeah, when was the last time you were in a speakeasy? Oh, gosh. Um, so I would have to say like a good, like a speakeasy speakeasy, not one of these that just has like a sign out front that's like speakeasy here. <laughs> like that's not how it worked. Um <laughs> So probably whenever I lived in New York, I was a glutton for speakeasies. Like, mm. I don't know if you, but since because you've probably traveled there quite a bit, but like my favorites were the back room, Angel Share, Please Don't Tell, um, Bathtub Gin was great. I had a birthday at Bathtub Gin, which it's kind of mm. like burlesque slash speakeasy where they have like these performers in these Aww. bathtubs. And then there is one close by that I haven't been to yet. And I'm very excited. Um, called the Watson. That's supposed. I think it's in like a old USPS building or something. Um, cool. Near you in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Not even in like a major city. So I'm excited to nice. try. Um, how about you? Yeah. Um, well, the place actually that I was talking to you about, I think maybe last week, behind the scenes, it's called oh, Hanson's right. Shoe Repair, and it's in Orlando. And so you have to call this phone number. And they have an automated message that gives you the password um, that they update daily. Otherwise, you have to go like crawling through their social media. It's in a very, you have to walk downstairs into this basement. First, it's like a two-part speakeasy. Basement speakeasy where you can sit around and have delicious craft cocktails. And then upstairs is Hanson's Shoe Repair. Mm. And that's the name of the speakeasy. And you need a password. And (sighs) Have you ever been to... um the beauty in Essex's. I think there are a couple locations. No, the mm-hmm. one I went to um, in New York, like it looks like a guitar repair shop or a pawn shop out front, and mm. like, but you have to go behind it. I don't think you needed a password, but it you'd have to like say your reservation to something where you didn't think you know, like this person's mm. not running the cash register. That's how you get in, and okay. then it's like this big. Um, God, it's so fancy. It was this big open air kind of like botanical seating area for like the food. And then there's like an upstairs clubby kind of vibe. Um, the best part about that place, I must say, I know we're not talking about New York today, but they have these um, these che- grilled cheese and tomato basil soup, like little shooter spoons and like little tiny grilled cheeses and tomato soup. It's great. <laughs> um, Love that. Yeah, um, but... What do you think it is about speakeasies that people like love so much? Because they've had this come up, I feel like now, after having, you know, a history. I mean, right. Like it's it's not nineteen nineteen anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> we're past prohibition. <laughs> and for any listener who's not aware of why speakeasies came about was because of the 18th Amendment and the US Constitution basically prohibiting the sale of alcohol. So 
prohibition and then people wants them drinks. And um, so basically after they pass the Volstead Act, they have all these, especially like mafia men who are like running these illegal operations, especially on the East Coast. And they, um, yeah, they would just illegally manufacture and, and distribute liquor during this time whenever, for some reason, the country outlawed it. Um, yeah, not to dive wild. in there, but... <laughs> That's a whole other do- episode. Also, oh my gosh, I was so... Obs- Did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I was so obsessed with that show. No, I didn't. Is that a, all it, that's of, about prohibition? It's about prohibition. It has no. um, Steve Buscemi in it as Enoch Thompson right. and like this big wig during the um, prohibition era. I mean, I thought it would took place in New Jersey, so I'm surprised. I was say, Atlantic you, City, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I was more um, of a Sopranos type of gal, but mm, I'll have to check okay. it out. Okay. It's great. I, I love it. Um, and anyway, my personal... Um, theory behind why they're getting big again is just because like there's this atmosphere that I think that especially people maybe like in my generation or the generation below me, it's like, we don't want to go to like a sports bar or a betting bar or just like this big brightly lit place that, you know, maybe generation above us wanted. I don't know. But I do think that we starting to like the history is new again. It came around again. Boardwalk Empire aired in like 2010s and i feel like something like that really kind of like put it in people's minds of like oh like this is really cool we should probably make something out of this and i don't know maybe hbo is all all to blame i don't know what do you think (laughs) um yeah no in that same vein i i agree with you i think it it's because to me a speakeasy goes hand in hand with craft cocktails which Mm -hmm. had this huge come up like a renaissance if you will in the past couple of years especially, I would say, yeah. just in the like general libation scene, because it's kind of like the same way the foodie scene has exploded, which, yes. by the way, we're going to talk about Charlottesville, which is people are saying a huge foodie town. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in that same vein. You know, you have these restaurants that are doing very unique things with food. And then you have these bars or speakeasies that are doing really, really unique things with drinks that it's not just about like, you know, if you want to shoot some liquor and, you know, get right. drunk fast and like down a Long Island or three, but it's not about that <laughs> oh. anymore. It's like, <laughs> um, but it's like, it's an experience going to these bars. Yeah. It's an experience from start to finish, giving a password to something like that already creates this air of exclusivity. That's true. And also with the, you know, the rise of social media and people posting about these fancy exclusive spots that have yeah. amazing looking cocktails. It's dimly lit. It looks cool. And the word spreads, but especially when you don't know how to get there, where it actually is, there's a sense of adventure of like, do I need to yeah. crawl behind this like refrigerator to get yeah, into right. this bar? Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's that just reminded me when I was in Barcelona, there was a fake butcher shop and you had to move the, the oh. fridge. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was like a whole cocktail speakeasy back there. I want to say I've been like, that's the one I'm thinking of. Like, literally. yeah, probably. Yeah. Crazy. I'll that after. Um, yeah. It's, it's so wild that because I think it's just the fact also maybe that it's a secret, you know, speakeasies yeah. have this air of, you know, like same with prohibition that you're going to get drinks illegally. That's a big secret. So it's kind of yeah. like you're adding some thrill into the mix rather than just going to Applebee's and getting a you know, a draft beer. It's like you have to go to this this place that, you know, I don't know. I think that there's an adventure behind it too. There is. And there's also almost like that air of like inclusivity because if you got in, that must mean you belong here because you're cool enough to (laughs) – 
(laughs) to get here this far. Um, I also learned during the research for this episode that I didn't realize that like snacks and finger snacks with like craft cocktails also came about with prohibition because they didn't want to raise any attention Mm. to like this, like a restaurant or anything, but they didn't want their patrons to walk out, you know, blasted. So they try and sober them up with these like little like finger foods and as you know, they're just like putting out little bowls of whatever. Yeah. Very smart. Okay. I mean, it's never worked for me personally, but (laughs) (laughs) here's a couple mixed nuts. (laughs) Um, You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, so before we jump into uh, the alley light in particular, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, Charlottesville, the small town of Charlottesville, Virginia, where this place is located, because this was my first venture into Mm -hmm. research behind Charlottesville. I was unaware that this place existed. I'm so glad that I was able to learn a lot because what a historical vibrant town that yeah i'm sure we've covered on only in your state we have absolutely if not that would be a crime because wow there's so much history and and just like that stunning natural beauty uh surrounding yeah yeah i haven't spent a ton of time in virginia um i used to work for a place that was like headquartered in richmond so i went there a couple of times it was also kind of cool but then that was like the extent of it or maybe like driving through to visit Mm -hmm. like dc or go down south so i after looking at this restaurant and looking in charlottesville i just had this like light bulb of like yeah i need to go here like as soon as the weather starts to clear up it's like driving distance. I'm going to go here. It looks oh, like a no great kidding. town. Yeah. Lucky. I need to let me map my route because it takes me like 15 <laughs> hours to get out of the state of Florida. Yeah. Um, so maybe like 25 hours. It'll <laughs> yeah. be fine for you. I'll see you in two days. <laughs> Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I thought what was really cool about, I agree with you, this definitely made my list. I know we say that often, but it, <laughs> True. It, not only do we have uh, this beautifully charming small town at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, but there's also a ton of wineries, the uh, Monticello Wine Trail, Monticello, 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 I think, Monticello, because it's based on a uh, Thomas Jefferson's home, Monticello. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Monticello. Okay. And so there, this wine trail has 30 wineries scattered throughout the countryside, which you know, you had me at Wine Trail. But oh, then yeah. also nearby, Shenandoah National Park is just a short drive away from Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you could really make a couple, a long weekend out of exploring a whole bunch of stuff here. Well, even more than that. So to jump on top of it is like, so yeah, Monticello and it's a historical town because what, um, presidents Thomas Jefferson and James Monroe were from uh, Charlottesville and then nearby Orange was the hometown of President James Madison obviously this is like yeah of course East Coast cities in that little area that that's a lot of um, founding father area that kind of stuff but if you're interested in US history I think that would be a great place to visit Um, also the University of Virginia Um, I saw great things about the Carter Mountain Orchard the downtown mall and historic 
Michi Tavern that was established in like 1784. Oh, wow. <laughs> so whether you get cool. like food or drinks there, I think it would just be cool to visit a place that looks like it was established in 1784. That's, yes. that's pretty, pretty cool. That is very cool. I know that we've we've definitely featured Shenandoah before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've probably on only in your state. I'm referencing, um, but also and just like history, I feel like in this area, um, yeah, the University of Virginia, huge, founded by Thomas Jefferson in the early 1800s, and um, yeah, the surrounding neighborhoods too make for like a really cool experience. <laughs> Also, did you see that? And I saw it at a couple different articles, but it was referenced as like the happiest city in America, and it's what? known as Joytown, USA. Okay, that's it. I have to go. <laughs> no way. Yeah, so the the National Bureau of Economic Research um, pinpointed Charlottesville as the happiest city, and I don't know what metrics they're using, but you can Same. read all about it on OnlyInYourState.com. But yeah, it cool. we found it as one of the happiest cities. And, you know, it's just, if it's a foodie city, it has Shenandoah Park, National Park nearby, if it's historic. And I mean, yes, please. I want all of yeah, these things. I know. Wineries, speakeasies, you mm-hmm. have, uh, I'm sure too, like college towns sometimes foster this really great sense of community. Um, yes. Yep. You know, so I think that's also very special. And yeah, I Look, any town that's going to be, because I always hear those uh, surveys about the happiest country and it's like Denmark and Sweden. And, and I'm just like, what are they doing over there? You know? Like- <laughs> well, they are smaller. They're smaller. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't have, you know, a giant country with, I don't know. What do you think the happiest state is? Maybe we should do an episode on this. Like overall. I would love to. And pull all of our audience and all of our. Yeah. yeah interesting. I like that. In search of the happiest state. Because like, yeah, yeah, there are some some interesting metrics uh, I'm sure we could use. I feel like Ohioans are like we're, we're, you know, like we're we're polite Midwesterners. We're supportive, maybe a little frigid, but also not (laughs) like, but I wouldn't deem us as like the happiest state. Right. It's like we're a very pragmatic state. I, I also love that as a pragmatic <laughs> person myself. Um, so we pulled our, our Facebook audience at Only in Virginia. Our Facebook page, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we have a state page for all 50 states. Only in Virginia Facebook audience, we asked people to tell us what their favorite part about uh, Charlottesville is. And we had an mm-hmm. overwhelming response which I always love to see that because it means Absolutely. that, you know, like shout out to that community for really loving their area, their town. Yes. I feel like that speaks a lot. And now it kind of goes hand in hand with it being the happiest uh, town because yeah, yeah, people have great things to say. So um, just wanted to shout some people out. First of all, Janine said it's a foodie town. So that's wh- where I got that uh, foodie town from and then looked into the restaurants there and wow. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, I recommend anybody right now listening, go go to that page. There's a ton, over 100, almost 200 comments of people just recommending things to do. Elaine said, yes. take a river trip with Ravana River Company. Um, Rekka said, watch a Cavalier marching band rehearse at Cars Hill Field. Michelle mm-hmm. and actually a couple of people said Bodo's Bagels. I saw that a lot. Bodo's. Yeah. yeah. They had me at Bagels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Did you see any others? Yeah, let me see. Um, a lot of 
a lot of vineyard recommendations, a lot of different ones, but like we said, it is a, a spot to go uh, for, for great vineyards um, and wineries. <clears throat> Definitely Bodo's. Uh, and then also I, I noticed some hiking recommendations, but just going to sidetrack real quick. Have you seen people, the nickname like Seaville? See, like for Charlottesville? I oh, saw, yes, yes. So I saw a lot of people say, oh, Seaville is great, whatever. And then I started thinking like, okay, well, is it like Seaville for Charlottesville? Or is it like Seville or Seville? You know what I mean? Like Seville, <laughs> is it Seaville, Seville, Seville? We need to, <laughs> listeners, yeah. let us know. Help us I'm out here. Seaville. I just, yeah. Anyway, I don't, sorry, listeners. Anyway, but yes, uh, definitely all the wineries and even all of the um, the hiking opportunities nearby in Shenandoah. Yes. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, agreed. With the waterfalls, panoramic views, forests, mm-hmm. it's like over 200,000 acres to explore, which well worth it in my book right yeah. there. Um, and then a lot of people, so circling back, a lot of people recommended downtown mall. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. So I feel like when you when you hear it from me growing up in New Jersey, malls were like this very indoor kind of, you know, you go on a rainy day, you spend hours. But downtown mall is is different. It's a historic pedestrian thoroughfare that is at the heart of the city and it stretches eight blocks along Main Street. And it's one of the largest, longest pedestrian malls in the country. And it's kind of like a gathering place for everyone. I love a good pedestrian mall. I used to live by Third Street Promenade in LA, and it was just my favorite thing to take my dog and just, even if I'm not shopping, but you just like do laps around it and just people watch. I, I love it. Yeah. So yeah. downtown mall. I know I was expecting like, oh, we got a Sears and a JCPenney's. We're going to like right. sit by the fountain, <laughs> you know, yeah. get a yeah. slushy. Auntie Anne's but, pretzels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so downtown mall, it's a it's a mix of shops and boutiques and restaurants, art galleries. This is where people go. There's shopping, dining, festivals, and it also happens to be home to the alley light speakeasy. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about the alley light uh, in general. First impressions. W- what do you think? So as I'm wont to do, I immediately looked at the menu. And as soon as I yeah. saw that the bar snack said like veal sweetbreads, marinated mushrooms and porcini and truffle cod, I'm like, okay, these are, this is a step above. Right. Yeah, <laughs> not your average, average bar snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, you know, you expect like a good pretzel and beer cheese or maybe some yeah. like, yeah, mixed nuts, but no, they, um, they really step it up and the, yeah. The mixology menu also was just awesome. How about you? First impressions? What would you think? Yeah, the first thing I did was I checked the um, cocktail menu, and because I feel like as a speakeasy, it really sh- that's really where they should wow you, right? Um, and I feel like they do a really great job of making cocktails an experience there. Yeah. Probably why it's you know it's so popular and. I thought what was interesting, so it was formerly um, a one-bedroom apartment, which I think is very interesting. So it's it's kind of hidden. There is no signage. It's not nope. like you're going to come up on a, a giant sign and be like, oh, this is where the alley light is. You need to kind of know. There's no name on the door. So you should know where you're going first and keep your eyes peeled. 
And that's how you know it is a true speakeasy. If you're yes. wrecked with anxiety as soon as you open the door, like, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't see it. There's no sign. But there is, uh, you know, as it's named, an alley light right above the door that you're going to be looking yeah. for. Yes. So I also, I just want to, we were able to speak to the general manager and owner, Chris Dunbar, and he wanted to pass along this. I'm going to read it. So this is Chris Dunbar. The alley light was formerly a one bedroom apartment. We opened in February of 2014 with French shared plates, craft cocktails, and an old world wine list. We could be a little hard to find, but our guests seem to enjoy the unique environment of the restaurant. Great spot for special occasions. They take reservations and there are cozy spots by the fireplace uh, or seats at the bar. But uh, already that that sounds like an excellent place uh, and really fun. Honestly, I love that there it does have the speakeasy vibe of not having a sign or anything like that, but you can make reservations. I love me a good reservation, especially like you can do it on the website. You don't have to call anyone (laughs) for all the phone averse, which sometimes is myself included, but that's awesome that he was able to reach out to us. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And so just perusing their website, this is what I think makes them really unique. This is what I think makes speakeasies unique in general. They said about their craft cocktails and culinary experience from the website, it says, we think that most stuff tastes better when you make it from scratch. Mm -hmm. Consequently, we try to make as many cocktail ingredients as we can in-house. That's amazing. I love that, that. That to me set uh, already sets them apart from a lot of other bars and speakeasies. Yes, uh, and they have ho- so they're homemade bitters, syrups, sodas. They have proprietary concoctions at the bar, and they really focus on craft, technique, and just drinks that are well made. Which I think is why they've been able to develop this almost cult like following without much yeah. in terms of signage. You know, yeah. So are you looking at the cocktail menu right now? No, should I? Well, I was just going to ask, like, what was what would be your drink that you would order from the alley light? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. Do you have one right now off the top of Uh, your head? I'm looking at the menu and I'm thinking Uh. I would either get uh, the Skittle Sour sounds good. So Woodford Rye. I don't even know what Ramazzotti Rosado is. Guava, grapefruit, lemon, egg white. Sounds great. Mm. Mm. See, I think this is what I like most about like their menu in general. Um, for anybody that's unfamiliar, they have classic cocktails, house cocktails, and then they also have their own stuff, which yeah, special. Um, I you know what I probably would do? They have an option called Dealer's Choice for the adventurous Ooh. only, please. Yes, choice. I think I would do that. I would be like, you yeah. know what? Surprise me. And uh, and see how it goes. I didn't even notice that. Oh my gosh, it's it's been a while since I had that. I went to a fancy brunch the other. I was going to say the other day, the other month probably, <laughs> and um, and I did that. And it, I just didn't know what was even in it. It was just smoky and amazing, and I couldn't even mm. recite what it actually was. But perfect for the day. Yeah. No, I love that. And th- so, just taking a look at their menu and seeing everything we just saw, talked about their food. Sounds mm-hmm. incredible as well. It does. Um, it's no wonder this place is so highly reviewed and regarded. I feel like, especially on Google, people are. are one guy, Marshall, said five stars just doesn't do it justice. The alley light is the greatest dining experience I've ever had. Yeah, people are loving it. It's like right. 
five out of five yeah. across the board. Yeah, I think that's, you know, when you have a place like that, that's so special and people are reviewing that well. Someone, Brittany said, Alley Light is one of our all-time favorite spots. It's our go-to for an anniversary dinner, even though we live about two hours away. Whoa, yeah. (laughs) You're going to drive four hours round trip to go to this place because it's just that special for you. Yeah, it does look really special, like the perfect date night spot. Like, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So also just adding to that, um, Thomas said the restaurant is unique, a speakeasy atmosphere, no name on the door located in a small alley. So really you have to be looking for it. Um, and then Alan said, we went early 5 PM. We were able to sit at the bar, had the two best Manhattans ever in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I want to, if I go to Charlottesville, I'm going to show up at five o'clock, write it open. I'm going to snag some of the fire seats and I'm not moving. (laughs) I'll keep ordering. I'll be a great guest, but I am not moving. I want to be comfy and I want to be by a fire and be warm. The end. Yeah. Just at fireplace. I feel like that's just kind of the, the cherry on top of everything we've already mentioned, but now you have a fireplace. Cozy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, that, I mean, it's adding, we're adding this to our list that we need to visit this place. Uh, the ever growing list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me the rest of my life to go to all these places <laughs> that we talk about. But. Well, maybe the next season on the podcast, we're actually following through and it's <laughs> touring the country and visiting every spot. We just casually claim, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> right. It was like, surprise, we bought an RV and. <laughs> This is our job now. Podcasts on the road. I love it. (laughs) Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.